Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share some stories and tips and tricks and just general uh, ideas about our life as a married couple that also owns and operates a business together. Things we found along the way that we feel like are working or aren't working for us. Exactly. So Craig, how has your week been? Um, It's going well. We leave in a few days for vacation. <sighs> yes, I guess. Yeah. Oh God, we gotta get ready for that. And it's yeah, it's very nerve wracking. It's it's uh it's exciting. I'm excited for going away. I'm also a bit nervous about going away. I used to be very like organized and have all my ducks in a row and I would be packed and the dining room would be organized two weeks beforehand and I feel like every year I get a little bit more of a hot mess. I think that yes, I, I do. I think this year too it's it's just I think that we're excited about going away, but we've never gone away, one, for this long from the business, and two, while the business was this busy. This is a challenge for me. This is going to be a challenge in general. I mean, I think it's going to be challenging for our employees to have us gone for nearly two weeks. I think it's going to be challenging for us to be away for two weeks. They're going to have to, you know, use some common sense. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's good. It's going to be a lot of sink or swim for people. I, I expect... You know, when we planned this almost a, over a year ago, when we planned this, we knew or at least we thought we're going to have to work somewhere we're away. Like the laptops are getting packed. The Internet will be on. There will be emails that need to be sent and things that need to be done. I think from my perspective is I, I just don't know what to expect. Like, are, are, am I going to feel like I'm working too much? Not enough? Like, I'm not I'm not really sure. I mean, in one instance, I'm very confident in all of our employees and that they can handle any of those gremlins that pop up while we're gone. And on the other hand, I also feel like a, a little bit like a parent, like I'm always there to catch them or be there or if there's a question that comes up. And there's a lot of tasks that we are putting on them while we're gone that generally aren't their tasks during a week. And are they going to be proactive enough to think about the things that I think about that I'm always reminding them about. Right. And it's, and we talk about this a lot. Like it's very hard when you have an owner's mentality and the way, and, and, and here's the harsh reality of it as an owner, we only have ourselves to answer to. Like if I make a mistake or you make a mistake, we're only have to answer to each other where, you know, our employees, I think get a little more nervous about that because now they have to make decisions. And if they make the wrong decision, they have to answer to us, their bosses. Well, and six weeks ago, I felt like, oh, we set this big goal for me. And, you know, we had to hire another admin person. I had to train somebody in bookkeeping. Like I was like, we have crushed it so much. And we have, we have done so much in the last year. This was a big, scary goal. And we, I mean, I think we're in really good shape, but I felt like I was on target to be further ahead than I am. But that's that, that's that owner mentality in you. That's that I can do more. I'm superwoman. I can make anything happen. And, and let's be honest, our team is great. Our team will be fine. The business has its, I mean, us being away for two weeks, isn't going to make or break our business. There may be a lot of stress that first week back, or there may be things that we have to answer a cell phone call or a text when we're out with our kids at the beach or whatever. But at the end of the day, I think that we have made strides over the last year to allow us to be able to take this time away. And I'm just worried about having that annoying email come in and just getting into my head and being 
done. Like right. I'll have another week and a half at the beach and I won't be able to enjoy it because of crazy in my head. Well, you can't. Well, and that's why you and I have to work together on not on not letting that happen. But the, the tale of this actually kind of ties into what we wanted to talk about this right. week, which was making a plan, setting goals, looking forward, living forward towards if it's a goal from a year from now, if it's a goal from five years, 10 years, 20 years. Uh, and that's something that you and I uh, have done for a long time. Right. And starting with the end in mind. I've said this before, when I came into this business, my major goal was to build a sellable business. Whether we sold it or not, the structure was in place that if I wasn't part of the day-to-day operations, it could run. And again, that's always been my big vision. And then setting this goal a year ago to be gone for two weeks is kind of a step towards that. If we, if I want to be gone for two weeks over in the next 365 days, what has to be true for that to happen? And we kind of broke it down into all those little stages, and I've we've been working to get there. And and I think I would imagine that most people that are business owners or entrepreneurs um, are very goal oriented people. And I, and I think a lot of people, even employees, team members, other people are very goal. They're a certain type of person is a very goal, you know, oriented person. They want to have an end. They want to have something that they're striving for that they're trying to achieve. I think you and I have, have really separated ourselves in the sense that we started doing that. And we started thinking big picture goals when we were still 25. And it's funny, we actually had, it's, it's kind of interesting to think about. We actually had a, a team meeting yesterday. And at our team meeting, we asked our team members to do a bucket list, right? To, we, we said, hey, let's just do a little bonding exercise here and let's everybody go around and give us one of your bucket list items and, you know, what, what that, what that is and why you chose it. And what was interesting to me about it is some of the younger team members, I think, had a little harder time thinking of those bucket list items or thinking of something substantive because they haven't gotten to that point in life. They're not setting those goals. They maybe are just out of college or in their early 20s or mid-20s, and they're like, "Ah, you know, life is life, and it comes at me, and I deal with it, where it was interesting to see that some of our older team members that were in their 40s or 50s kind of had these, like, big obtainable but big you know sort of bucket list items very specific bucket list yeah, very specific wants to hike the grand canyon wants to go cross country in the rv wants to go to hawaii like a lot of travel related ones i think that might be a sign of the times because all of us have been in the same place for the last two years but I, I and i think that that is sort of you know goes back to us thinking about our goals at that time and how when we were in our 20s allison and we started running the business, we were setting goals back then. Yeah. My goal was to get the business to a point where when I had kids, I could be more flexible. And 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 we would meet, at that time, we would meet once a year. We would write those goals. We broke them out. We broke them out in like, what? I can't remember. Was it like one, three, five? I forget what the, what the years were. And we made like a list. It was funny. Uh, so, and we're going to talk about a little bit Michael Hyatt's Living Forward book and kind of how we've moved on to sort of that process of, of goal setting, per personal life goal setting. But it's kind of funny when we started the Michael Hyatt system, you were actually doing a little research and went back and found from like, I don't remember, 2005 or six or seven, our goals that we had set. I think originally when we were in our 20s, we knew you have to have a life plan. What's your life plan? That was like a hot word. And so I think we literally in an Excel spreadsheet wrote down like, 
by this year we want this, by this year we want that. And it wasn't a plan. It was just a list and a timeline. It was once. It was a lot of once. Yeah. And it was and it was funny because some of it matched up perfectly, but there was no value setting to it. There was no, you know, plan to it. And I think that I always struggled with, okay, I've got this what's what's a life plan what like how do you do this and then when we found the living forward book by michael hyatt courtesy of um, somebody in our entree leadership mastermind group um it really kind of laid out how to fill in all those timelines how to work together to come up with what we value and what the goals are yeah and i think you know for me it's it's organized. It's a really organized sort of system to do it. And and we have always known that like you're never going to achieve a goal you don't set. You you have to set goals to be able to achieve goals, right? And so for us, we always wanted to set these goals and we always wanted to be organized and living forward sort of helped, you know, take the vagueness out of it. Yeah, I mean, are we going to work, to work every day just because that's what we do or are we going to work every day to get closer to the an end goal? And I think everything happens in the right time. You know, Michael Hyatt also introduced the idea of seasons of life to us too. And I think at the time that we found this, I was saying yes to everything. If someone invited me to a networking group, I said yes. If somebody asked at school and needed something on the PTO, I said yes. My value was in saying yes to people and getting it done and having something to do. And I think by sitting down and working through some of these exercises together, um, we kind of talked about more of what our goals and what our values are and finding a way to say no kindly because what we were being asked to do didn't further our us and our path to getting to those goals and in what we value. And that's sort of what chapter one and sort of the intro when you start working through Living Forward talks about. It talks about like acknowledging the drift. Like what are those, what is, uh, you know, not only identifying the reasons, you know, why, but, but, but finding the things that get you off of your trajectory. And like you said, like some of those things are being able to say no to things that you think you want to do, but maybe you don't want to do or maybe will get not get you to where you want to be and there's some things like I, I use I use being involved with the our town little league is it something at the end of the day that is necessarily going to get me to my goal financially is it going to get me to my goal of retirement not necessarily but it gets me to my goal of spending time with my boys I, I gets me to my goal of giving back a little bit to my community and, and for me it's it's one of those things that's fun and I'm around people I like to hang out with and do things I like to do because I love baseball where there are times where you have other things and other organizations or other asks that you get that you're like man I really feel like I should say yes but I don't want to be on that town board I don't want to be involved in that you know networking groups you know board and 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 you have to make and balance those, those things along the way. So that's that's one of those things that it kind of the, the process of living forward helps you with. Yeah, we all have the same 24 hours a day and time is a valuable resource and we have to be spending it on things that fulfill us and fulfill our goals and fulfill our values and our mission in life. And I think that me personally... I was spending a lot of time trying to make other people happy and not fulfilling those goals and making myself exhausted and stressed out in the process. So I think that when you when we we went from 
going away for a weekend and having these sort of ideas, these wants of what our goals were going to be or where we were going to be in five or 10 years. And we went to the book, we went to Michael Hyatt's book and we started to sort of follow the process, still thinking about those goals, still thinking about when we want to retire or how big we want to be. I think the process that he kind of takes you through in living forward helps you um, pinpoint a little bit better what steps you need to take to get there. So you're you're not only like figuring out what's distracting you, but you're talking about the why, you're talking about the mission, what the goal is, you talk about what the benefits are to you or or to the people you're that are around you. Um, so you, you know you you go through that whole process and then and, and you talk about the legacy, what you want to leave behind, what you want people to remember. And one of the exercises that's, I think, and, and I've seen it in other books and other people do this, but one of the exercises that's in there that's so hard is the obituary, writing the obituary for yourself. Well, and I think that you have to have uncom- uncomfortable conversations to communicate well sometimes. And I think that as partners who work together and live together, sometimes we just push uncomfortable conversations off to the side and by kind of working through this written life plan this written values plan we were forced to confront uncomfortable conversations right and i think it makes you stop and the exercise in general if it's in the the michael hyatt book if it's in whatever i've seen it in other books i've seen it in other places the exercise of writing that obituary makes you definitely self-reflect a lot more and to say, oh, well, what what am I doing and why am I doing doing this? So it's an interesting exercise to have to to have to go through. Yeah, you've got to you've got to face the reality sometimes of what you're doing and if that's making an impact. I also think that by working through these kind of identifying your values and your plan on paper on purpose. It also helps you get more time to work on your business. A lot of times we say we're too busy working in our business to work on it. But I think by literally writing out these steps and having these conversations, you're going to find things that you're going to say no to. Um, When we did it the first time, we identified quite a few things that we said, okay, we're doing these now. We're leading these groups. What it needs to be true for us to step away from these groups. And we've slowly but surely started stepping away from them and I think we're down to like one that we don't really love leading um, but we know what needs to be true for us to step away as leaders and how we have to build other leaders and then that gives us more free time to work on the things that we're really passionate about yeah and I think the other thing and and this is important and we did this and this is why you know when we started doing it prior to having the direction from the book when we did it on our own is you have to revisit it every year because things do change like your life changes you have kids life changes something happens you medical issue or whatever it might be you know, I fell off a ladder. Life changed. I had to make different decisions. And and so I think that is the same, you know, with going through that process is that this year it might be something that's important, but next year it might not be. Right. When we reviewed this year's docu- last year's document, when we talked about it this year, there was a lot of going out to dinner, taking the kids to do things, traveling. Well, clearly we didn't do any of those things this year. We did things with the family. And I think that that was the end goal. Spend time with the kids. 
But because of COVID, we didn't do it in the manner that we had expected to do it in. Right. And I actually think it's funny. You, again, we've talked about this before, like the positives of COVID, like the things that have happened in life that are positive. I think it's that's a great example. I think in our heads, when we first visited that in 2020 or 2019, we had said, oh, we want to take the kids places and do things with them. And I think what happened is in 2020, when we were forced to not go do things or places or any of that, that we spent more time with our kids, but at the lake or at the backyard in not going to a place and one, saving the money that we would have to spend, but two, having the ability to connect with them more and not feel like it was something else that was giving us the show or entertaining us. It was us as a family that did it. Right. We did theme weeks with theme activities. We built a loft in the treehouse that our oldest son designed, um, which he, a year later, he's still like, I, I, I made the blueprint for that. And then we built it together. Like those are, those are the things. So I think that the, when we reviewed it this year, the intent was the same, but the way we verbalized it was different. Definitely. De definitely agree. I think the other thing that you and I are lucky, and, and obviously this podcast is designed for couples that work together, is that we're a couple and we went through this. Now, the book, Living Forward, is sort of designed for an entrepreneur or anybody to kind of read it by themselves and do it on their own. I thought for us, we were super lucky to go through Michael Hyatt's Living Forward and and do that plan and write about each of those sections, each of those chapters. We did it together. Yeah, you definitely could have done it individually, and it's kind of designed to individually, but we read the book on our own, and then we when we came together during our owner's retreat, we started at the beginning of the book and went through every chapter, revisited every chapter together, and I typed out the document as we worked through it. So I think we ended up with a 15-page document at the end of it. But that really talks about Allison and Craig and then how those two thoughts and emotions sometimes meshed together. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I was going to say, which was that it was interesting how we did it. And in and, and nowhere is it really prescribed to do it this way. But when we did Living Forward together, like you said, we read the book separately. And then when we sat down, we wrote down separately our things. And then we shared them with each other, not knowing what the other person was going to say. I mean, like, I think some of them, we had an idea what the other person was going to say. Right, after 20 years, you kind of Yeah, know. after 20 years, you should. Um, but I think that... You know, we um, sat down and we were able to kind of write what we wanted and then share with each other. And then we could figure out, oh, well, that's what Allison was thinking there. And maybe that does change the way I think about it. And I thought that was a really good way for you and I to sort of go through this this book. It's a really it's a great book for us to be able to do together. Yeah, it was really great for us to be able to work on it together. So, Craig, what do you think the kind of the first step is besides reading Michael Hyatt's book, and I know we're using that book a lot today, but that's kind of the one that we have found to be the most beneficial. What do you kind of think the first step for somebody or a couple to create their values, life plan, goals is? Yeah, I don't think that you need to have a book to be able to do this, to plan, to 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 make an idea with the end in mind. I don't think you need to have the Michael Hyatt's moving, living forward to do that. But um, I think you, what you can do is sit down with each other and, and write your goals, but write them separately. Like don't, don't write them together 
be separate with each other. Say, hey, let's take 10 minutes. Let's take a half hour. Let's take an hour or, you know, and then let's sit down and let's review them with each other and make it multiple goals. I mean, we've always had multiple goals and it should be something as, you know, big as a 10 year goal of retiring or a dollar volume you want to earn or a small two year goal for a trip you may want to take or travel. And then what I would say is, is sit down with your significant other and break them out into years, three, five, 10 years, um, and share them alternating. So you go, then I go, then you go. And I think that one helps you know what the other person is thinking. And two, it allows you to not have to spew out all of your ideas at once. It allows you to reflect on each one as the person says them. I also think that that's important because sometimes you will say, I feel like I'm doing all the talking and you're not. And and partially sometimes that's because I'm doing all the typing. So I'm putting my notes in, but I'm not sharing them verbally. And then I don't realize it because I'm hearing them in my head. My, I have I have great conversations with myself in my head all the time. I just <laughs> And sometimes I, I could probably not talk for three days, but I think I have just yapped and yapped and yapped. I think you do too. I think you have a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of conversations happening up there. Um, but I think that's really important is, is, and I think the the final part of that is is taking those ideas and compiling them and writing them down and have somewhere that you look at them or review them or revisit them once a year. Like it's great for us to sit here and say, okay, by the time our boys graduate from college, we want to be able to be retired or mostly retired or whatever it is. But you need to review that every year because what will happen is you could say that now and then all of a sudden you'll blink your eyes and it's 15 years later and they're out of college and you're like, why am I still working in my business? And what I think is important is when we review it every year, we also then jot down some action items to work on to get closer to that. Like I think the first year we did that, we said, um, okay, well, how much money is it even going to cost us to send them to college? So then we... We did some research. We talked to a friend in admissions at a college. We did some research online to figure out how much we need to be saving now when they're three and four so that there's the money there so that if we can retire and how much do we need to be saving towards retirement every year kind of. So that was kind of our first spot. We thought, okay, we want to retire here. Well, what do we have to do? How much money do we have to set aside? How much do we have? How do we have to pay this house off? Those kind of things. And we revisit it every year. Now they're eight and nine and we revisit that every year. And we're like, okay, well, this is the trajectory that college is taking. Maybe do we need to add a little more this year? Do we need to change it? So you, you need to always be thinking about and dealing with those ideas. And if they were written down, then you know you have to look at them every year. I um, should probably put that on our to-do list to review. <laughs> oh, we definitely recommend Michael Hyatt's Living Forward. It's a great book. It's really helped us sort of change the perspective of making a plan of of getting to the life that, that we want. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's available, Allison, at audible.com. You can get a free trial on us from Audible by going to audibletrial.com slash bizmary to get a free 30 days and you can download Michael Hyatt's Living Forward. Yeah, what I did was I listened to it first and then I got the hard copy so that when we worked, we workshopped it together, I had the hard copy to kind of follow along with. And what's really great about the book itself is 
um, if you go to the website livingforwardbook.com, that's the that's the website for the Living Forward book. If you go there, there's a lot of free resources too that, you know, when you go through the book, there's a lot of steps and actions and it kind of walks you through the process of, of filling out and putting all of this together. And some of those free resources are available on livingforwardbook.com. So check that out, Living Forward by Michael Hyatt. You can also get it on audible.com by getting a free 30 days on us. Just visit audibletrial.com slash bizmarried to get a free 30 days of Audible. Thanks for listening this week. Remember, you can find us online. Look for us on Instagram, on Twitter, on all the social medias. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at bizmarried, or you can look for us on Facebook. We are married with a business, and we're at bizmarried on uh, TikTok now, Allison. Yeah, yes, we are. We've I, been posting some videos. I have never been on TikTok, but uh, we've uh, I, I've been told we have to get on the TikTok. You like to watch the TikTok videos, though. Well, TikTok's interesting. It's a different it's a different social media, but you can find us. Hopefully, we're going to start posting more and more. You can see our faces maybe if you check it out at Biz Married on TikTok. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're married with a business. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. 